Okay. Hi, everybody. Welcome back to Giver. Hello, you guys. We're back for another episode, and this is actually a little bonus episode. We're doing a part two of gut health because Courtney talked for way too long last time. I did. I'm sorry, you guys. (laughs) It was supposed to be like a little bit of my story, questions, and then like tangible things, and it just kind of turned into like the whole time like, oh, my gut health story. Holy shit, this is long. It was so good, though. I feel like you shared so much in terms of like the physical and the mental and different stages in your life and like how you got through them. So I feel like it was really important. Yeah, for sure. And I, I think today when you like are answering the questions and like giving takeaways, it's there's context now of how you actually learned all these things. Yeah, for sure. For sure. It's a, it can, I want to start by like saying that it can be really confusing, you know, like on the internet, even when it comes to like fitness, like should I do Pilates and yoga? Should I do weight training? Should I do CrossFit? Like, should I eat how this person's eating or eat how this person's eating? Like, I just feel like it can it can be really, really overwhelming. So I don't want to make these like questions. Like I don't want to answer these and Mel doesn't want to answer these to like add more confusion. I just really want to keep it simple because I think that is like key when it comes to your health. I really do. So yeah, simple and consistent. Yes. Right? Because yes, like yes. if you're constantly like, oh, I want to try paleo, I want to try vegan, I want to try carnivore, and you're not even really giving yourself enough time to even see if your body is happy or reacting or anything like that. Yeah, so, exactly. Exactly. Con- you need to really just be consistent also give it time too. Yeah, patience. Like, yeah. Yeah, for sure. So what else? I was going to say something else. Now I can't remember. Oh, I just, I, I also think like there's a lot of overthinking sometimes, you know what mm-hmm. I mean? And obviously I'm sure, I'm sure there are times when there's like a, a serious health issue that does require like a lot of digging and a lot of like, not overthinking, but a- analyzing to figure out what's going on. But a lot of yes. times too much information almost makes you think that you have to figure, you have to have this under control and you have to do that and you have to do that. And sometimes it's really not that complicated. Yeah. If you're doing something and it feels good, that can be enough too. You know what yes, I mean? Yes, exactly. It's not like you, we need, if you feel good, it's like, why are, you know, why, why change? Mm-hmm. Why keep changing things around or adding more things in? Like just like simplify, really mm-hmm. simplify and yeah, just like get back to the basics with your health. And I think a lot of what I'm going to answer here and you too, Mel, like, is just about simplifying. So, yeah. Okay, well, do you want to dive in? Yeah, you leave for it. Italy tomorrow. I know. I leave for Italy. Are <laughs> you ready? I'm ready. Yeah, it'll be fun. It'll yeah, be you guys really are fun. gonna you guys are gonna have a nice time. I'm happy for you. Yeah, thanks. And Mom. then I'm oh. happy that you guys will be not traveling for a little bit after. Wait, Mel, you broke up. You're paused. So are you good? You? Yeah. Oh, shit. It's okay. <laughs> okay. What did you say? <laughs> I said, I'm happy you guys won't be traveling for a while after this trip, too. I know. He has to travel like two weeks after. Well, technically like two days after Orlando and me too. Oh, yeah. yeah. There's that but thing. But then we're home and then he goes and does like a little seminar thing with Hani. Where is that? Uh, New Jersey. Oh, New Jersey. Okay. Yeah. On the oh, yeah. That's Father's Day weekend. Yeah. Yeah, because yeah. my dad was going to go, but now yeah. they're not. Yeah, I know. 
okay. Chris is going to like want to go to Canada too. Then they're going on that trip. Yeah, I know. My mom said that. My mom was like, well, he said he's going to come down in August. And I was like, maybe he is, mom. I don't know, but we won't be here. We're going to be in Florida. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, you can come to Florida for your birthday yeah. if you want. And she was like, well, Christopher said he's coming here. And I was like, okay, whatever you want, mom. <laughs> yeah, just whatever. Yeah. Okay. Let's get into these questions. Okay. You guys. So these are in like no order. Um, I'm just going to kind of read some of the most common ones asked. A lot of them were like repetitive with like supplements and stuff. So we're just going to kind of jump right into it. So the first question is, is there a test you can take to see what foods affect your gut? Mm. Um, which yes, like you can do me and Mel actually just kind of recently talked about this. Remember when we were talking about the food sensitivity and like, yeah, I was asked, I was asking you for Ian, wasn't I? Yes. And yeah. I feel like, yes, there are tests you can do through like blood. Um, like you can do like a food allergy test. Like I did one like a while ago where they put all these like little, like, I don't know, pricks in your back and it sees like your, if your skin reacts, it shows like what, like that your immune system is responding to. So yes, there are tests you can do. Some doctors believe in them and some do not. Um, but I even had one of those done like a while ago too with blood and it was like, oh, you're intolerant to egg whites. But at the time I was eating a ton of egg whites because I was competing and it's like a very common prep food is like egg whites. You know, I was making like pancakes and like egg whites in my. Yeah. Just and, like yeah. pure protein, low yes, calorie just, protein. Yeah. Yes. And I was just over consuming them. So it showed that I like had not like a reaction, but I was like becoming like intolerant to egg whites. So, um, I think these, like, I'm not, obviously I want to start by saying me and Mel, we're not doctors. We don't like know all the like right answers, but from like speaking from personal experience, there are tests you can do, but I think you're better off just like getting a food journal and like actually like getting in tune with your body and writing down what you eat. If you think like, Ooh, I think like eggs are bothering me or like coffee, like write it down, like what you eat in a day. And then like after, if you are kind of having, like, if you're feeling like bloated or like not good, like maybe you cut that out for a bit and then see how you're feeling. And if you're feeling better, it's like, okay, let's cut this out for a little bit. And then like add it back in later when I, when I give it enough time to like, let my body like chill out. If that makes sense. Does that make sense? So you want to, if you're having symptoms, you mean you want to yeah. take it out until the symptoms are gone? Yeah. Like I, I personally, like when I was having like issues with my gut, I remember coffee was like a huge irritant for me. I would get like really bad acid reflux. Like my gut was like not, or like spicy foods, ketchup, um, even like a lot of fats, like healthy fats, like avocado, almond butter. Like I was having like really bad reactions. So I had to, I had to kind of eliminate those foods for a while and then I eventually started to add them back in slow, but I kind of, I had to like let my gut and let my body like take a break because I was just reacting to them. So how did you, how did you know that those were the things that were hurting you? Cause I could tell immediately, like when I would have coffee, I would start like feeling like feel burning it. in my chest and like it would come back up and I could never have coffee around food. Cause then the, it would just make it like so much worse. Um, every time I had like stuff that like was acidic, 
even like lemon or I don't know, like mustards with vinegar, it would just, I would just feel burning. So I'm like, okay, this is obviously, I was very checked into my body though. And I also like, you know, formally competed like you. So, you know, when like the slightest thing feels like off, Mm -hmm. you know, Mm -hmm. you're like, Ooh, like that doesn't feel right because you're so in tune with your body. And I think that's something more of us need to do is like really get in tune with your body and how you're feeling and like slowing down to like when you eat so you can actually like pay attention. Does that make sense? Kind of. Yeah. 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 So. I mean, a lot of time I feel like we're just like in a routine or like, you know, we were creatures of habit. We just do the yeah. same thing every day and we don't really realize like, oh my God, every time that I consume this, I get like whatever acid reflux or I have like super loose stool or like whatever happens and um for me I feel like it's good sometimes to like have a few days of like super simple eating yes and then I'll see how my digestion and how I'm feeling during those two days and then I'm like oh my god this is probably a more healthy state for myself Mm -hmm. and then I'll go back to like old habits and then I'll notice those like not yes. like ho- like healthy things that you you think are normal because you feel them every day too. I know. I know. And also you see like I'm not trying to get off on a tangent here but like you see people like you know promoting like oh it's like normal to feel really bloated at all the time or when you go to sleep or after you eat. Like yeah, if you eat a huge meal or you're celebrating and you overindulge or you're having fun, whatever, and mm-hmm. you feel a little distension, yeah, that's probably normal. But after every meal that's like healthy, you shouldn't feel like a balloon. That's actually not normal. And it's mm-hmm. like very normalized. So I think if something feels off in your body, like you said, Mel, like actually like get in tune with it. Maybe take a break where you eat like really simple foods mm-hmm. for a few days, mm-hmm. uh, just really bland. And then, you know, if you – have things that you're that you thought was causing an issue and then you reintroduce them and you're like oh wow like this is causing some type of issue in my body like yes like does that make sense kind of like yeah of course yeah Yeah. I also think like for me I used to always like bodybuilder I would always eat my last meal right before I went to sleep Mm -hmm. and that was just what we did because I don't, I have no idea. I, I yeah. hold on to muscle. So you need to have, it's so stupid. You know what I mean? Catabolic or yeah. Whatever. <laughs> oh, God. So, but now I'm like, okay, I'm going to like shut it down a little bit earlier, a couple hours before I actually lie down. And now I'm like sleeping and waking up feeling so much better. Oh and God. I'm like, oh my God, this is making such a difference. And I don't wear like a heart rate monitor or anything. Yeah. But I swear to God, if I eat too close to bed, I go to sleep and I feel like oh, yeah. my heart, my heart's going too fast for me to actually be able to get a restful sleep. I'll still be able to fall asleep, but it's like not restful. Totally. Especially if you also eat like sugar or like something even healthy, like me, like granola, whatever, but right before bed. Mm-hmm. And then it's like your body has to use energy to break down food. So your body is like, can't even like tap into like deep sleep, you know, recovery because it's using energy to like now break down a meal you just ate right before you laid down, which is Mm -hmm. really not good at all for digestion. I'm not going to say I'm perfect at this. Like I go to late dinner sometimes. Sometimes I'm craving something. I like to snack late. 
I really though try not to because of that reason. Like I've noticed so much with my own sleep, like you Mel, like you just feel way better. You wake up, you feel better. Your stomach feels better. Sometimes when you eat too late too, like the food is like sitting in your stomach the next morning. You know, it's like. This is also so weird, but like I also feel like my oral hygiene is way better when I'm not, first of all, obviously not eating sugar. That's so bad. But like when I'm not eating close to bed, Mm -hmm. my like my tongue, like everything. And like, I don't know, there's just so much shit that like I wake up if I if I wasn't great the night before and like I feel like I was mouth breathing. So things don't feel great in my mouth. And like, yeah, my eyes are goopy, like weird, weird things. Whereas if I'm actually like, okay, eating foods that my body is okay with, and I'm giving myself enough time between eating and sleeping, I wake up and I'm like refreshed, like ready to go. It's crazy. It's so weird. Yeah. I will say though, like back to this question, like obviously if you're like celiac or there's like, you know, a an actual issue like you can you can go get tested for that um well so like gluten yeah dairy like you can test for it too right yes yes yeah if you're lactose intolerant or like um, obviously there's like allergy tests oh for sure yes yeah. like if you're allergic to whatever peanuts or shell yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah yeah anything like that um okay next question this is kind of leads right into the next question. Did you go gluten or dairy-free to help with your gut health journey? Okay. Um, (laughs) I did. (laughs) I did. Yes. I, when I competed, I never really had like foods with gluten. Like I was going to say, you probably were gluten-free and dairy-free already because that's kind of. Because you eat like you too, Mel. Like you eat so like clean when you're on a competition diet that Mm -hmm. you don't you know, have a little ice cream or have, because you just, you just don't eat that. It's not on your plan. It's not on your diet plan. So like, Mm -hmm. you're not just going to be eating dairy normally or cheeses or breads or pastries. Like you just, you really don't. So I had years of like not eating that growing up. I never cut out, you know, I had like normal cereal, even like healthy cereal or, you know, what my mom thought was healthy, like Cheerios and stuff. I had stuff like that. I had like Ezekiel bread, that's wheat, that's gluten, um, sprouted. So it's like easier to digest, but I had all those things and I never had issues. I had milk, never had issues. It wasn't until I cut them for years and really never ate them. And then when I would try to like eat them again on like a cheat meal night or go have like a ton of frozen yogurt or whatever, I would feel like shit. I would, but this is also very Is that like an influx of is that like an influx of too much sugar and That's ex- calories yes. though? I was going to say like, that. Like you if, are dieting and then you go slam your body with a ton of food. It's like, oh, I feel bad. Was it the was it the dairy or was it? It's probably the sugar and the sodium and the calories. Exactly. Realistically. Yeah, exactly. But I, I will say like I feel if you are having like extreme inflammation in the gut, I don't think – well, for me personally, like when I was dealing with like extreme bloating, acid reflux, couldn't keep it. I like having milk or like dairy based products or like, like I said, heavy fat was really hard for me to digest. Um, and I, I just, and I never had like gluten, like normally, like I wouldn't go just like eat bread and stuff like that. So I personally did, um, cut those foods, food groups 
just because I was I was in such a bad place. But I don't think like demonizing food groups is also healthy. No, because, but but yeah. glu- gluten, especially like highly processed gluten, is is quite inflammatory. Oh yeah, totally. And like like when yes. when people are thinking like, oh, I don't eat gluten. It's uh the if you're gonna go get like a like like Courtney said, like sprouted grain bread that's made in the bakery, like that's probably not going to cause a bunch of inflammation. But if you're going to go get Wonder Bread, like... Yes, like exactly, Mel. I, exactly. I feel like how the gluten is processed, our body, it, it's so different. It's so different. Yeah. Because even now, I don't eat it every day, but like I'll have I'll have sourdough bread, like mm-hmm. gluten. Like I will. I'm going to Italy. I'm going to be eating pastries and gluten and pasta like you don't even believe because it's it's different it's just it's it's made different it's there's not a bunch of like artificials and different things in it it's just it's just better and that's also also, i also think there's like fermentation isn't there so then it's like almost like it's pre-broken down before you're putting it in your body yeah which is good for the gut and i feel the same way with like milk um this is so interesting that like this got brought up. I feel like me and Mel have talked about this. I have always been like a nut milk kind of gal. You know, I've always been just a ton of dairy free, you know, cause it's like trendy every, it's like cashew milk, almond milk, oat milk, freaking all the different kinds of milk besides milk. And I'm like, I don't like think over consuming like nuts and in all in these milk forms like in a large amount, like I do having like a shake with almond milk and then like a matcha with cashew milk and then a coffee with macadamia nut milk. Like I don't think over consuming all of these nuts is healthy. I really don't. And I was talking to Mel about this. I'm slowly, slowly incorporating um, like full fat whipping cream, like heavy whipping cream. It's like low pasteurized. From grass- from grass-fed yeah. cows though grass like fed this cows. is this is like a big deal with dairy products yes yes because again with dairy products i think a lot of them are just like they're heated at high temperatures which like kills like milk there's like great bacteria in there you know yeah. and like yeah. when you overheat it it kills a lot of it so i think where you get your wheat from and your bread and like mel said like if it's uh when it's like sprouted and fermented sourdough is like that and same with like your dairy it's really it can make all the difference in how you feel so I also think it's really hard to find um especially if you're on like a grocery budget to find nut milks or whatever non-dairy milks that don't have oil like really bad oils Mm -hmm. in them and like you don't want to be having like canola oil or sunflower oil or whatever these palm oil that are put in these milks to make them yeah Mm. to make them thick and or to make them more dairy like really and those are like like before gluten before dairy I would avoid all those oils before anything because that's like so unhealthy in the long term in terms of inflammation and like disease really yes yes exactly yeah those oils like canola oil in like oat milk I'm like that is so bad it's so bad like who wants to slam their body with like 
processed inflammatory oils first thing in the morning in their coffee like Mm -hmm. it's really not good so I just think like simple is better so if you can if you can't do dairy right now if you can like find like a nut milk or a plant-based milk that has no oils preferably um, and not a lot of gums because a lot of these you know dairy-free options are just loaded with like guar gum and xanthan gum and all these gums which it's like that can be also really irritating to the gut Mm -hmm. so low gums no oil preferably um that's a better option if you can't handle dairy but like i'm trying to like change my eating around a lot like i eat very healthy but i will have like my process like boxed pancake mix sometimes or all these nut milks i'm like okay i want to like eat like single ingredient foods and I Mm -hmm. want to focus more on like less processed even though it's healthy like less processed Mm -hmm. stuff Mm -hmm. so do you have anything else to add I don't think so I'm like never like we're not scared of gluten Ian and I for sure like in this household but like it's easy for me to say that when we actually just don't eat it you know what I mean like we we don't go out and buy um, like the expensive gluten-free oats. Um, but like, aren't, aren't oats naturally gluten-free? Yeah. They can have like like a cross-contamination process. They're made made in the wrong like factory or something. And like, we're, we're not celiac obviously, so we don't have to worry about that. Um, but other than the oats that are in our house, there's probably nothing like we don't eat bread. We don't like, so I just think it's less about like these buzzwords of like gluten and dairy and more about the ingredients that you're consuming and where your food is coming from. So if you, if you want to eat or drink milk or cheese or whatever, that's great, but like get, make sure it's from like a grass fed cows and there's not like a lot of hormones in them. Yes. Ideally, I would like to be able to literally go to a farm and get like eggs and milk and cheese. Yeah. I was literally just going to say that because when you when you hear stuff like grass fed, you know, pasture raised, like it's like oh my god, expensive. Like that's a lot of money. But you don't need to go buy this at like Whole Foods. Like yes, it's no. you can find it at like a natural grocery store, but like if you're in an area where you're close to like a farm or going or to a, a market. farmers market, yeah. yeah. That is like that is so amazing. Like I am I'm going to do a lot more of that with like my meat and vegetables and eggs and stuff because it's just better and you can support farmers and I just love that. So. Me too. Yeah. Wait till we you go to, go to Italy. I know. I, I, know. Fe- I feel like I had an Italian girl that used to do my hair and she complained so much about how when she came over here, she would like try to eat and things tasted worse, but they, they also made her feel so badly in terms yeah. of her digestion. And I'm yeah. like, Oh, everything is just so heavily processed. Yeah, it is. And that's, yeah. So like if you're to take one thing away from this, like, well, that question is like, don't like Mel said, don't worry so much about like the dairy and the gluten and the, this just like minimally process is what you want to go for. Like if ultimately, like, I know this is not, you know, not everyone can like think like this or do this. And even me, like it's, it's, it's hard sometimes, but like, if you can't like get it from a farm, like or it it made from the earth like a potato or a piece of fruit like or you know animal protein like don't eat it <laughs> like 
I don't do that completely. Like I said, I like my little like box healthy pancake mix and things like that. But ultimately, like I really want to try to like start for me to like not have so much of that because I can even tell my gut health is good now, but I can even tell sometimes when I overconsume those processed foods that I just am like, Meh, I don't feel as good, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. Okay. Next question. I'll try to be quick with this one. What to drink in the AM besides coffee and cream? Um, I have matcha sometimes. So a lot of the times I like my matcha. Why does it really have good. to be coffee Tea? and cream? Mel? Why, I, you don't need to yeah, listen. Anything. We also, I mean, I would drink water first before I wake up. Always. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I really hate that I, that coffee is the first thing I consume in the morning. I really, really do. Number one, you don't need caffeine when you first get out of bed. Like you are yeah. refreshed and what is it? Your adenosine receptors? Like they're, they're, that's, I think caffeine blocks the adenosine and the adenosine is like flushed out of your system while you're sleeping. That's what makes you tired, I think. So yes. when you wake up, there's no adenosine. You don't need coffee to feel awake. Like you're already awake. I wish yeah. I could like save my coffee until like, you know, 2 PM or something when I start to feel a bit gassed if I do. Mm-hmm. Um, but I would just drink water. And honestly, I usually have I try really hard. I have for the last like week too. I've gotten back into it because I'm trying to be super healthy. Just having um, a scoop of glutamine in the water and just drink it. Mm, yeah. Yeah. I love doing that. I used to make this like little um, like lemon water. I did like a vitamin C powder um, from a company called Designs for Health, which is phenomenal. It's like orange flavored. Um, I do glutamine lysine, like this liver tincture, I'd make like a little tincture water thing and then drink that, wait like, eh, I don't know, 30-ish minutes. And then I would make a matcha, which is like less caffeine than coffee. Um, But I will say like you said, Mel, when you get up in the morning, that's when you should feel refreshed. And that's also when your cortisol is naturally the highest. Like cortisol is like that, gets you gets you going. Like, you know, people are like, oh, you want to lower your cortisol, lower it, lower it. Like in the morning, you're supposed to actually have higher cortisol. It's what wakes you up and like starts your day. So to reach for caffeine already when your cortisol is like high, sometimes isn't the best. And um, someone we love, Andrew Huberman, <laughs> look him up <laughs> if you haven't already looked him up. Um, he talks a lot about like waiting to have caffeine, like an hour and a half after you wake up. So 90 minutes and it actually like it will do something i don't know he's a scientist i'm not i'm not going to try to like spit this correctly but it does something with your energy where it's like more sustained instead of like having it right when you wake up and then it like shooting and then you kind of like even starting to like oh my god i'm feeling a little sleepy at like 11 you know 11 a.m. 12 because you just shot your body with caffeine your cortisol's already high so then you kind of have this like dip um, so he's like, try to wait to have it, which I, I don't do 90 minutes. You guys, I don't, I do like 40, 45, but I, it's also like, like a ritual to me. I'm not going to lie. I'm not going to say, oh, I'm not going to have any caffeine or a drink in the morning or whatever. Cause I, I love it. Mel loves it too. Like first, like first thing like she loves have her little water and has the coffee going. And like, every time I stay with Mel, she always wakes up before me and like the house smells like coffee. I'm like, ah, <laughs> yes. <laughs> so I don't know. I, I think 
I, I don't think like, again, coffee's a bad thing or any type of caffeine, but if you can like wait a little bit and drink water first, that would be key. Ideal. Ideal. <laughs> Ideal. Okay. Do you have anything else to add to that? Are we good? Should we move on? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, this kind of goes back to the second question. Someone said, I wake up feeling so full. Could that be delayed gastric emptying? Meaning like you're, you know, you're, <laughs> you're not emptying, you're not having bowel movements or you're eating really late before bed. So I would say, yes, that could be. Um, but also like ask yourself, are you eating really late? Like what, what is your last meal? Are you going to the bathroom? Are you having nor normal bowel movements? Cause that is a really frustrating feeling when you wake up feeling like full. And like, I can speak for myself when I used to wake up and my stomach was like so descended and I would also barely eat because I wasn't going to the bathroom. <laughs> I was extremely like severely constipated. Um, and I was having such a hard time like regulating that. So I would just like focus on like bowel movements for sure because that can be frustrating. So um, this question, do you, wait, do you have anything to add to that? No, I've never woken up feeling full in my life. So I can't <laughs> <laughs> like, even if I overeat the night before I wake up more hungry. So <laughs> oh, you're one of the, like the rare ones. I hate you. Well, actually I think that's a normal thing to feel. Um, I'm just one of the, weird ones. Um, it doesn't happen so much anymore though. I actually am like waking up hungry now and I'm like, Ooh, that's this so is good. how a person should feel. Yeah. yeah that's so good. Um, this person wrote, does psyllium husk really work for the gut? I just got into like the whole like soluble fiber thing, which is what psyllium husk is. Uh, this, like this year, this year and a little bit of last year, um, because I know how good like fiber is for your gut and for your bowel movements and going to the bathroom. So I have like a ton of beans, I and which is soluble fiber, which is what psyllium husk is. I have like a meal of beans every single day. And I used to like think those were like the devil. Like, oh my God, they make you like bloated. Like I feel way better when I eat them. I feel like things are moving. I feel like flatter, tighter, my stomach. Um, but I sometimes will also have psyllium husk if I'm feeling like constipated, like I was just in India and Dubai and I like brought my little psyllium husk drinks or my little, like the powder, you can also take it in like a capsule form and a lot of fiber supplements. Like doesn't Revive have a fiber supplement? Mm -hmm. like, yeah. yeah. Right. Like you mm -hmm. take that. Oh yeah. Don't you, you put that not, in like a smoothie. Not every day, no. but if I'm like having a smoothie, probably like three, four times a week. Yeah. And Ian takes it. Do you feel it. like it helps? Do you like it? Or do you like fiber supplements? I got a lot of questions about fiber supplements too. I've, I've just always used a fiber. Like honestly, even back in the day when I was with AD, he was yeah. really big into the fiber. So like, yeah. I don't know, it's it, my entire like last eight years I've been using it and like, yeah. so yeah, I like it. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I feel, I feel I've always have had like pretty regular bowel movements and digestion. Yeah. And yeah. I don't know if that's because of that or because of something else, but yeah. Well, I think just like making sure you eat enough fiber um, is important. And I understand if you have gut issues, if it's like uncomfortable to eat like these big salads or tons of vegetables because you already feel like I can't digest and like I'm putting all these raw veggies in my stomach and I'm like, it makes me more bloated. I know I felt like that when I was going through like 
the hardest part of my gut issues. Um, so I think having something like a fiber supplement can help just get things moving because when you are feeling bloated and then you can't go to the bathroom on top of it, it's like the worst. It becomes painful. It's like so uncomfortable. So I think psyllium husk is really beneficial and any type of soluble fiber, you can just Google like what foods have soluble fiber in them and try to incorporate more of those into your diet slowly. If you have gut issues, if you don't have issues, like up the fiber, fiber is like so important detoxing like certain hormones and like excess estrogen like you need fiber so definitely okay this said can you bust or confirm any common myths example apple cider vinegar etc do you do you know like a gut myth do you have it or like any type of myth like have you heard anything uh, no i mean i just hate when people like won't you know drink milk because like yes instagram yes. said that we need to have almond milk you know what i mean yes i just don't stuff like that but i don't i don't know anything about the apple cider vinegar thing i would never do that so i don't know anything about it um okay. i mean is isn't isn't there some rumor that drinking lemon water is supposed to like do something for you <laughs> okay lemon yeah like it's a trendy thing like like the bone broth and the lemon water, like those things are amazing for you. Yes. But I don't think like everyone needs lemon water. Like they say like warm lemon water in the morning. It can help again, get things moving. Um, it's not going to like, you know, detox you. People go just, it's going to detox you. Like lemon's very good for you. A lot of vitamin C, but like, it's not, I mean, it's, there's nothing like, I Groundbreaking. guess. Yes, about lemon water. Like I love lemon water, but I don't think it's like this, oh my God thing. Um, apple cider vinegar, I will say, I also got a lot of questions being like, what supplement can I take? I'm always bloated. I don't feel good before I eat. Apple cider vinegar before you eat a meal or a heavy meal or just like like a small amount, like a teaspoon. You can work your way up to a tablespoon, diluted in water. Do never take it straight back. Um can be really good for blood sugar regulation. So like regulating your blood sugar actually, and also for your gut. So it can help produce something called hydrochloric acid, which is needed to break down protein. So taking a little bit of apple cider vinegar before uh, like a protein heavy meal or a bigger meal, or just to start your day can actually be really, really, really beneficial. So that's one thing that I will say is not a, a myth. like a myth. I, I mean, there's tons of research on it. I, I take it to this day. It's not the best tasting, but I'm just like swig it back and chase it with like a little poppy or an Olipop drink. It's great. And you do that before you eat or in the morning? Um, before I eat, like before mm -hmm. I eat, like if I'm like having a, like a really like heavy protein meal, mm -hmm. I'll just take a little bit. You don't even need a lot. And it's um, it's really good. It can help just like aid digestion and it's not expensive. You don't need to go buy a fancy supplement. It's literally apple cider vinegar. Like you can get it at any grocery store, very mm -hmm. inexpensive. So mm -hmm. I would say that is actually a good one. Okay. Um, favorite gut healthy snacks. Okay. Okay. I wish Ian Smell, was here. Ian would be there like, is none. What the fuck is a snack? You don't need snacks. <laughs> okay. You guys don't listen. Listen. I love 
when I'm bored, I'm like, bring me to the pantry. What can I have? A small square of chocolate, this. Like I, I like to snack. I do. When I got my body like really good and I like got my gut health in check um, in like 2020 and I lost some weight, it all came down to regulating my blood sugar. I swear to God, walking more, more steps, regulating my blood sugar and not snacking. I used to be a snacker, a healthy snacker, granola, maybe with some coconut yogurt, like in between meals, freaking, I don't know, I'm not, I'm not demonizing fruit, just like, you know, fruit and fruit's a great snack. It's great. There's fiber in it. Like it's, it's amazing. Um, minerals, vitamins, all the things, but I would just like snack constantly and I would never be like hungry for my next meal because I was just like eating little snacks. You know, I would just be like, oh, I should probably eat like a real meal, but like I don't really want to because I just had like all these macadamia nuts or all like whatever. And um, I don't, I think when you have like gut issues, taking time between when you eat, like meal spacing at least like four hours can help you tenfold. I think snacking in between meals is not the best if you're struggling with your gut health by all means if you're starving yeah reach for like a snack maybe like high in protein or high in fat over like sugar but I don't think snacking when your gut is like really inflamed or you're having gut health issues is good at all do you agree what do you yeah (laughs) I I um when I was helping Leah before her wedding yeah, and she was trying to lose weight, she works. So she's, she's a teacher. So she's at yeah. school all day and she gets hungry and she's like, well, what can I have? That's like something I can like, just like have at my desk if I need to, you know, that's not a salad or chicken and rice right. or whatever. Right. And I would just have her bring like hard boiled eggs and like, you know, celery and cucumber or like yeah. honestly carrots, but with the hard boiled eggs because yes. Yeah. You, I, I personally, when I'm snacking, it's like never positive, you know, I'm like eating out of boredom or I'm like, I have like a sugar craving and I'm trying to like, so I want to eat some chocolate, but like if I'm actually like practicing self-discipline and like being healthy, I'm not, I, I don't really, I feel like snacking's not like the best, you know what I mean? I agree. I think, yes, if you are someone who like, I have kids, I'm busy, I'm a teacher, I'm doing this job, I'm running around, I need something like quick. What Mel said, like hard boiled eggs, some vegetables, um, like maybe some hummus, if you get hummus and carrots or cucumber, I think there's something I love. Oh my God. I've got, remember you've tried it, jicama. Oh yeah. (laughs) My baby. Oh, I haven't had that since Florida. Oh my God. (laughs) It's like this, it's like a I had a friend, she was from Mexico and it's like a Mexican turnip. I'm pro- it's called like, I'm probably like totally saying the name wrong. Yeah. But it's a it root tastes- vegetable. Isn't it? Yeah. It's a root vegetable. It's yeah. a root vegetable that's like crunchy, like an apple or like a pear, but it's not as sweet. It's kind of like watermelon texture a little yeah. bit, you know? It's- and I like cut it up in chunks. It's also, it has a lot of prebiotics in it. So it's really good for your gut health. If I'm like, and there- it's like, it's, it's, heavy it's like crunchy so you're like oh it's like a good little snack it's not high in calories like you're not like it's not high in fat it's good for you it's amazing for you it's low in sugar and um 
I'll have that as a snack. I actually just literally ate like half a freaking jicama last night. It was so good <laughs> because I was going in the sauna. I was like, ah, I'm starving. Like, what should I eat? But I'm like not trying to have a huge meal before I go like sit in a sauna and sweat. I felt like, ooh. So I was just eating this little jicama sticks. It was great. It was lovely. So I think that's a great snack. Um, you know, a, a protein shake if you're like in between meals and you're like, I need something. I think that's a great snack. And you get a lot of protein. Um, a low also, sugar protein bar. Low I sugar. also feel like mindless eating though is like not a good no. habit. You know, like no, when I think not. about snacking, it seems like very mindless. Like I'm just standing and grabbing something and eating or I'm like yeah. driving and I'm eating. And to me, yeah. I'm like. It's not good. No. And realistically, you should never. Like you shouldn't get to a point where like your blood sugar is so low that you like need a snack, you know, yes. like that's yeah. so I don't know. I would like, obviously, I would it's just make sure you're go yeah. ahead. You go. No, it's, no, no. no I don't want to cut you off. It's fun when you're like at a party or when you're like celebrating like 4th of July or something. 100%. Like that's, yes, that's different. But like on the day to day, I don't think it's like the best, you know? No, I, I completely agree. I think your meal should be satiating enough where you're heavy on the protein, carbs, fat, and you feel good. So like when four hours rolls around or three or however, five, I don't know. And you're like, oh, like I'm hungry again. Like not like your blood sugar drops like Mel said. And you're like, oh my God, I'm like starving. I'm hangry. It's like, well, you probably didn't eat enough in your last meal. And now that's why like an hour later, you're like, what can I snack on? Because you didn't fill up enough. You know, you got to nourish yourself. So, um, yeah, that would be our take on the snacks, guys. But there are some healthy snacks. But make sure you're eating enough food so you don't want a snack. Mm -hmm. um, someone said, what is the best type of protein powder for IBS, which is irritable bowel syndrome? I think, honestly, something with just like low – again like the nut milks like not a lot of gums or heavy sweeteners or artificials is going to be your best bet like literally like a natural like either vegan protein powder goat milk whey something that's just very it might not taste the best not gonna lie but like very plain um if you're going to have protein powder do you agree different what do you say I know nothing about that I okay. am blessed with the ability to have everything whatever. Fine. Yeah. yeah I know I choose she's, my protein powder based on taste yeah she's a rare one <laughs> um but I don't know yeah I, I'm not I'm not, I don't want to go too far down the rabbit hole with that because it's that's just like just minimal minimally processed like protein powder is processed clearly yeah but um something with like Small simple. amount of simple. Yeah. Not a lot of ingredients. Um, someone said how to digest protein with ease. I would say if you're having trouble digesting protein, it's an acid problem, meaning not like you have too much acid in your stomach, but you don't have enough. So like we need that hydrochloric acid. Your body produces it naturally. As you get older, it decreases. Um, you don't make as much of it. So how to like how to increase that. You can do the apple cider vinegar. You can take something called um, HCL, which is hydrochloric acid. Was that betaine? Yeah, betaine, betaine. Yeah, betaine HCL with pepsin before you eat a protein-heavy meal. Um, 
Again, work with your doctor, someone you trust. Don't just go take this randomly because it can cause issues if you are not, if you don't need it. You know what I'm saying? Like I needed it at a time in my life um, because I couldn't digest any protein. It was really, really hard. Um, so those are some things I would focus on, just increasing, making sure gut health is on point, increasing acid so you can break down protein. Protein is the hardest macronutrient to break down. Yeah. Um, Ian also um, obviously consumes a very high amount of protein. Yeah. Um, And I believe because of that, he kind of has some problems with digestion. But recently he's been taking betaine consistently um, before like every second meal of the day because his meals have like the amount of protein he has in one meal is probably what I eat in my entire day right now. Yeah, it's a lot. But um, it's been helping a lot. That's good. That's that great. and a few other supplements, like I feel like are making a big difference. Yeah, that's amazing. Yeah, yeah. maybe a digestive enzyme, you know, mm -hmm. if you um, are having digestive issues, I think those can help. I don't think we should reach for a supplement right away. But like in Ian's case or someone who has like gut health issues, they can definitely help for sure. Mm -hmm. But like mm -hmm. Melissa, like she can – eat and she has really like good gut health and it's pretty optimal. So I, I mean, you don't, you're not like popping digestive enzymes before you eat every meal. No. Oh my God. If, if we no, go out exactly. to eat, like right. we, went, we went out for Italian food, for example, and I like went in on like pasta and cheese and like charcuterie and stuff. I definitely yeah. took a digestive and, um, yeah. like a glucose supplement before, but yeah, no, not which is regularly. great. Yeah. But like, you're not going to do that every meal. No, because no, you're, yeah, and you shouldn't, you shouldn't need to do that. Like if you need some help and support, like if you're struggling, yes. Or if you're going to go in on something and you know, like I'm going to have a lot of sugar, carbs, whatever, mm -hmm. and you're enjoying yourself. Yeah, it could help. Uh, but you shouldn't be able, you shouldn't do it every meal because it kind of, you're, it's taking away like your body's natural ability to digest. You know, mm -hmm. we shouldn't have to rely on supplements. We're not, we're not supplement deficient. You know, mm -hmm. no one needs supplements. They can help. And I think they are amazing, but we don't need them. Mm -hmm. um, uh, someone's saying, do you take the seed brand probiotic? <laughs> I hear so many influencers promote this is, it. This, is, this must yeah. be some company that has just reached out to all of the, you know, fitness, fashion, makeup, whatever, fitness influencers and is paying them to, I'm sure they're actually taking it because yeah. let's be serious. I, I take a probiotic, Yeah, but yeah. The, it's a, it's a brand that has a very good marketing strategy. Yeah. You guys, this comes back to, um, you know, me and Mel talked about this in another podcast, like everything you hear, even stuff from us, like do your own research on it. Like, mm -hmm. I don't like, it could be great and it could also like not be great. And yeah, this is, I mean, I don't know much about this company, so I don't want to speak like poorly or anything, but I do see a lot of influencers promote this product and, um, you know, being an influencer companies will reach out and they'll say, Hey, will you post this? Will you do this? Or if you're in a contract, you're getting paid to post something. Okay. So being very real, like, you know, I'm not saying these people aren't taking these products. I think that, you know, again, this company could be great, probably is great, but 
just because an influencer is taking it and being like, this is the thing doesn't mean it's going to be the thing for you. So I think just being able to do your own research and look into it and what are the different strands? I don't know. You know, there's certain strands that actually can help like your skin. There's certain strands that if you have a gut, uh, if you have a gut like infection or like dysbiosis, like there's something like imbalanced in the gut and you take a probiotic like blindly, sometimes it can actually make it worse. Like I had something called SIBO, which is small intestinal bacterial overgrowth. That is a bitch to tackle. My functional medicine doctor at the time was like, I'm not throwing bacteria at your, in your gut because you have, you have a, your small intestine is overproducing bad bacteria already. So we need to like regulate before I start hitting you with probiotics. So this is where like, again, like working with someone, not just taking stuff blindly can help um, because it can, you know, just taking something if you might, if you don't like know exactly, if you're not clear, it can, I don't want to say cause more issues, but you just, it could make maybe your situation not the best or it could make it great. So, or experiment, you guys take it if it works and you're like, Oh my God, I notice amazing things. Awesome. Keep going. If you don't, then don't, you know, like if it's, it's just kind of like a trial and error. I had to do a lot of that on my own too. So yeah, but I think probiotics are good. I take one now. It's good. Um, someone asked what, to do when your body is dependent on a supplement in order to go to the bathroom. Are we talking like laxatives? Like, I mean, they, they just said supplement. They didn't say laxative. What would you say? I mean, this is just going back to everything that Courtney's been talking about and probably getting off everything and oversimplifying everything that you're doing in a day. And then, taking notes on how your body is reacting yeah and like I don't know very much about testing for anything but like for me if I was having any issues I would just simplify everything make sure that I'm not taking any supplements not taking anything that has additives in it or anything like that I would I would like stop using like mustard you know what I mean yeah. and I would just be like eating very slowly and I'd be eating whole foods in small amounts and I would see what's happening. And if doing that for a multitude of days did absolutely nothing, I would be going to probably a naturopath and being like, I need to like do something or like yeah. whatever stool you can get out, sample it. I don't know. That's, yeah. that's what I would do personally. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. When your body is like dependent on something, um, yeah. Yeah. Like you gotta, you gotta simplify, you gotta really get clear on why it is dependent on that. And maybe like, is there a deeper rooted issue, um, to kind of like nail that down, but that can be, that can be tricky. That can be frustrating for sure. I worked with a girl, um, a couple years ago, and she had a lot of issues with bloating and going to the bathroom. And um, she was super weight loss resistant. And it like got to a point where like 
I had done everything I could, you know, in terms of like, okay, let's stop eating the sugar-free chocolate. Let's stop doing all these things that we're adding in and let's pull back the stress on the body. So no, no training, like light intensity cardio and nothing was changing. And I had to tell her that like, I suggest that you go see, I mean, I think I referred her to Alan, Mm. Alan Kress. And I was like, I would do like a Dutch test and see what's going on and like try to actually track, like get some data instead of just like, there's only so much you can do blindly without a response until you actually need to get some data so you can start having making informed decisions because there's so many things that could be going on inside that like you could never like figure out without actually having those that information you know what I mean I completely agree because I'm all about like simplifying just eat whole foods but sometimes there's a deeper rooted issue there is like you know you need to do a stool sample you need to do a dutch test with which can like look at your hormones really in depthly. Um, and it's done through urine. You need to do some like, you know, pretty in detailed blood work. Like I think all of that is so important, but if you're just having like some gut issues before maybe you jump to that, you need to like simplify a lot and like see where you're at for a few weeks. And if you're still dealing with stuff, yeah, go, go work with a coach who can test you, go see a doctor. Um, preferably like a functional medicine naturopathic type of doctor because they will usually run those in-depth tests for you. Um, it can be expensive. A lot of the times insurance doesn't cover it, but it's, I mean, it's beneficial. It's it's mm-hmm. really beneficial because then you, like Mel, you said, you have that data to kind of like navigate and like work with like, oh, you're just dealing with maybe like, I don't know, some type of infection or bacteria or mold, I don't know, whatever it could be that's like making things really uncomfortable. I definitely have u- utilized my doctors at times when I was struggling like with my energy and fatigue. I-, I was on thyroid medication. I took antibiotics in the past for my SIBO because it was so bad and I was trying so hard to cure it with herbs, which can work, but like it takes, it can take months. And I was like miserable already for months. And I, my functional medicine doctor was like, Hey, like, I want you to take these antibiotics. We are, we are going to replenish your bacteria after, but you were at a point right now where like, they were, we're kind of at a standstill and I can see like, this is really affecting your mental health and it's frustrating. So let's pivot. And I'm like, great, you know, all for it. So getting that data, getting really clear is, um, also crucial when it comes to figuring out what is going on with your gut health. Sometimes it's really simple, like cut out the processed stuff, cut out the junk, reduce your stress, sleep better. Boom. It's like, oh, wow, my gut's back to normal. And sometimes you do need more in-depth stuff. Okay. Um, I don't want to keep, well, let's, let's end with, um, most common signs of an imbalanced gut. This can be like, a number of things. Um, but I would say the gut like really plays a role in a lot of things. They say it's like your second brain. Like it, a lot of times acne, which is popping up on your skin is like a gut health related problem. You know, it's not just like, Oh, it's only in the stomach. Like it could be just extra inflammation. Um, I don't know. Hormones getting, out of whack. It can stem from the gut. Like 
really gut health is, I think, like the foundation when it comes to feeling healthy. I think, yes, like your thyroid, your sex hormones, all of that for sure. But I think the gut can really play such a big role in how all those other things are working. Even if you're someone who's like, I don't have gut health issues, like just making sure you're doing things to optimize your gut health. Um, I think, I think anyone can benefit from like even Mel, like she has a great gut, but she still like takes probiotics, tries to limit her shitty food. You know, she eats really good. She has fiber in her diet. She eats whole foods. She's, she takes care of her body. You know, she's not, I think when we stop like caring, it's like, Oh, I'm fine. Like, I don't need that. That's when things can like slowly start to arise, I guess. So, um, yeah. Do you have anything to add to that? I don't really, I feel like you just know. Yeah. Like yeah, you, yeah, I, I knew. I feel like your body is just like off and your mood is probably off. Mm. Your energy is probably yeah. off. Your like your bowel movements, like look at the shit in the toilet and like if <laughs> sorry but if it's not normal and it's not consistent it's probably there's probably something at whatever varying degree going on yeah. you know what I mean yeah um, for sure and then like I don't know I I just feel like I think especially with like this like mental health era that we're in and all these like antidepressants that are being prescribed and stuff, I think the first thing that we really should be looking at is like the gut microbiome and like the, I don't know, the, the seal around your, like, what is it? Leaky gut? You know what yeah. I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like things yeah. like that because like so much of your serotonin is produced in the gut and if it's not staying in there and making its way where it needs to like you're not going to feel great your dopamine is some of your dopamine is produced in there like these are these are the neurotransmitters in your body that are like designed to motivate you energize you and make you feel good yes and exactly. like they are made in your gut like this is I don't know I just feel like I'm all for like medication to be honest like my yeah. husband my husband's on an antidepressant like I get it but I do think before we jump to it, there's like a huge gap in the medical community. And I think it's closing yeah. for sure. Yeah. Yeah. But like, I remember doing my thesis in 2018 and it was on like your gut and mental health. Wow. And wow. it was, you know why I, what the thesis was, I had to pick like a hot topic Yeah, that like was kind of like we didn't know if it was real or true or not yeah and I had to either prove it or disprove it Did and it was it? I proved it to be real but it yeah. in the literature that like we were studying in 2018 it was not a known fact wow which is wild because that's not even that long ago no it's not it's and like now you listen to anybody you know you listen to Huberman you listen to Will Cole and all they're talking about is this like I don't know. It's just wild how fast things can change. Yeah. And I think right now we're kind of auto-correcting from the like pharmaceutical, like, you know, which was amazing technology at the time, but now yeah. we're kind of like finding out that there's other things 
and other ways to heal more naturally to get us back to our natural state. Um, and I would just like be really in tune with your body yeah. and like you're supposed to feel good. You're not yeah. supposed to be tired. You're not supposed to have insomnia. Like, and for me, I'm someone that takes like uber personal responsibility in my life. So yeah. if I wake up one day and I'm bloated, I usually can pick something that I did before that may have caused it. Yeah. And my choice on how to move forward is to not do that thing that it might have been. And yes. if you slowly do that over time, you're going to get to a place where you know your body so well and you are you feel so good and you know how to feel good that it's just life. Yes. 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 I yeah, I mean shit. I just want to like end with a bang and there because really like you can reach for outside sources for answers and help and direction totally but like it really this is a big thing too related back to what you were saying with the gut and the mind and vice versa like if your mind is in if your nervous system is not regulated if you are constantly like stressed and fight or flight and worried and anxious and you have all like we talked about in the last gut health episode you will never fix your gut health. So it goes vice versa. Like, yes, like an imbalanced gut can start to affect you mentally. And then mentally, if you're not good, you can start to experience gut issues. And it's hard to heal and fix that when your mind is like, you know, jumbled and you're stressed as shit and there's like so much going on. So um, slow down relax, get back in your body, get back in tune with your body. No influencer, no doctor, no person is going to have all the answers. We need to take responsibility. Like you said, Mel, that's so powerful and be like, okay, let's, let's start to like work through this here. How, you know, how can I better assist myself, treat myself to get better? Like when I fix my gut health, I wasn't working with a doctor at the time. I wasn't doing, I was doing all my own research. I was really in tune with what felt good, like not snacking, like certain meals and certain things and walking more and less time on social media and working on my mental health. And that all together helped my gut health. It's not just mm -hmm. like one thing or one pill or one person or one piece of advice or one diet, like it's really just like simplifying and um, moving forward, you know? So that's where, that's where I think we'll end off. Do you think we should add any more? Like, this is a long one. I don't know. <laughs> Sorry this, guys. This is your we'll jam. This I is know. like your like passion, you know? Yeah, no, I know there, there's, there's a lot of other freaking question so maybe like next month we'll do like a part two of like I don't know like different diets and you know people are saying oatmeal is bad and what about this and intermittent fasting like again it's like let's just like work with our bodies what feels good for your body you know something that we need to do somewhere. an episode on fasting because I feel yeah. like that's like something that like we both practice and that yeah. we both are into and it, mm -hmm. I feel like people are interested and totally Again, yep. we're not doctors and we're not telling anyone how to be or how to eat, but like we can speak from our personal experience. Yes, exactly. And that's all I want this to be. Like just yeah, our personal experience and you guys take everything with, you know, what we say with like 
just take it with a grain of salt, right? That's the analogy. That's the proper analogy. (laughs) (laughs) Research it yourself. You know, this is just our experience, but yeah. Thank you guys so much for tuning in for this little bonus episode. We love you and appreciate you. I leave next week. Mel's going to be back here next month. So we're going to have some in-person potty. How wild. I know. I'm so So happy. It's been way too long. It's been Um, a long time. Seriously. So yeah, you'll, I mean, this, this will be out like next week you're doing Ian. You're recap, we're recapping Ian, right? You're going to read that? Yeah. The next one will be me and Ian or Ian and I, and then we'll see if you're back from, well, no, you won't be back from your trip figure it out will i they might get ah, Ian. And I, I will twice. the day before <laughs> no they, they'll probably get Ian and i twice or something but we'll figure it out okay we'll figure it out all right guys well thank you for tuning in we love you so much until next time yes bye guys thank you wait i have one more thing to say oh yeah what <laughs> so, so someone at the gym was like you need to end with give her a listen and i was like "Ooh!" so shout out to that guy he's a marine Thank you for your service. (laughs) He listens to us. He's like, I listen to you and Mel. I'm like, oh, I love you. Is that Um, not the cutest thing? I know. When people come up to me and say that they listen, I just like, I don't know. I get like so emotional. It hasn't like, it's still new for me. But when I was seeing, I saw people at Fuad's show and they were coming up and they were like, keep going. We love listening. And I'm just like, so like, I feel kind of weird, but I'm also so like emotional because it's like, I don't know. It's special, you know? Yeah. It's so special. Well, we love you guys. I love you, Mel. Give her a listen, baby. Yeah. Give her a listen. Give her a subscribe and a like and a comment too. (laughs) Only if you like us. Okay, guys. We'll we'll see you next week. Bye guys. Bye.